0: it is wednesday august 5th we are here with bells on dave biddle and i are doing a live reaction show ohio state schedule dave and i are going to break it down game by game dave
1: are you ready i am more than ready dan
0: ohio state will open on thursday night football at illinois your reaction
1: Very surprising that it's a Thursday night game. I did not think that was going to happen. I was just hoping the season would start on September 5th. We're getting it two days earlier than that, Dan. September 3rd, Thursday night at Illinois. Hey, if you're going to play Illinois, I'm glad we're playing them early in the season not late. That wind tunnel over there is not as windy uh, in early September as it is in, say, late November or mid-November like it was originally scheduled. So very interesting that it's a Thursday night. All eyes will be on the Buckeyes. I'm cool with it.
0: There is some news coming up here that you're going to want to be in tune for, but we will get to it as the schedule allows. Week two, September 12th, Ohio State hosts Rutgers, if Rutgers has a team.
1: That's correct, if Rutgers has a team. Uh, hopefully they will. Um, I know you have writers from New Jersey saying that they're, they're now beating the drum, there shouldn't be college football. I'm like, get out of here. Um, you know, we knew there, this was going to happen, maybe not to this extent at Rutgers, but from what I understand, you know, a lot of the kids are going out to parties and stuff. This is not stuff that happened at the football facility from you know, what most people think over there at Rutgers. So, you know, the, the student-athletes need to take care of their end of the bargain here. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, Ohio State not exactly opening up with some powerhouses here with Illinois and then Rutgers.
0: Ohio State is 2-0, and headed to
1: Purdue.
0: Kind of dangerous. Week 3, September 19th.
1: Yeah, this is the crossover game, Dan, that we thought that they would add. It makes sense with proximity. Um, when you look at the other teams that were not originally on the schedule like Minnesota and Wisconsin, didn't really make sense um, when they're trying to limit travel as much as possible. So only about three, three and a half hours between Columbus and West Lafayette. And now the Buckeyes get a chance to get revenge on Iowa and Purdue in the same season, presuming Iowa's still going to be on the schedule. Maybe I shouldn't jump the gun on that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if they keep Iowa on the schedule, then Ohio State's going to get a chance to exercise their demons from the 2017 and the 2018 season. I like it. I think Purdue's going to be an improved team this year. They had a down year last year. I don't think they're going to be that good. Um, and the Buckeyes will be ready for this game, especially with what happened a couple years ago. So I like this. Again, I'm not starting out the season with uh, the powerhouses, but uh, so far so good.
0: Oh, I was on there. All right. We'll get to that. Week four, Ohio State hosts Indiana.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, they're, they're getting, like, all the uh, sisters of the poor out of the way, it looks like. I thought, what happened to this uh, front-loading the schedule with some of the big games? Yeah, Indiana, you know, I think they had a, a good season for them last year. A lot of people think they're going to be better this year. I tend to think they might be worse. So we'll see what happens. Tom Allen, I'm not convinced. He's a Big Ten caliber head coach. Again, he did a good job last year, but he also inherited a better Indiana program than they usually have when, you know, with, when Kevin Wilson was there. So we'll see. I tend to think Indiana's is going to take a step back this year, and that's going to be a game Ohio State will have no trouble with in the horseshoe. Take the over.
0: Week five, October 3rd, Ohio State has a bye week. Then they host Nebraska. I will just say being home for three straight weeks in the middle of the season with a bye week, very nice.
1: Yeah, and again, I mean, they they still have not really gotten to a team that is expected to be one of the best teams in the Big Ten this year. So, um, again, uh, so much for them front-loading the schedule. But Nebraska, looking at them, I I have to think they're going to be better than what they were last year. A lot of people, myself included, thought last year might be a year where Scott Frost could break through a little bit, certainly get to a bowl game. It didn't happen. Um, I think they're going to be an improved team this year, but still not good enough to really give Ohio State a test at the horseshoe. Now, of course, if there's no fans that, that, you know, that makes everything a little easier for the road team. But still, uh, the Buckeyes are going to be very uh, feeling very good when they're playing at the Horseshoe with or without fans. They're going to be feeling at home. So it's going to be very tough to beat them there. And Nebraska will have an improved team, but not good enough to give Ohio State a test. But again, Dan, I find this interesting that, you know, Illinois, Rutgers, Purdue, Indiana, Nebraska, um, still none of the big boys on the schedule as of yet. Week 7, October 17th, in East Lansing to face Sparty. Yeah, and Michigan State's in – they're in trouble for the time being. Now, we'll see if – you know, Mel Tucker's a good recruiter. He's only been a head coach for one year. His one year at Colorado, now he's at Michigan State, entering his second year as a head coach. So, you got to give him time. But D'Antonio you know, really had that program on you know, the kind of cruise control that's not good. You know, I mean, we, have, we have the we have it on cruise. Like, that, he had on, on the cruise that was like, you know, kind of going off the road a little bit. So, not recruiting really well. You know, the friends – and family coaching staff, it's going to take a couple years for Michigan State to get back. So, I, you know, as you said, I mean, usually Ohio State, Michigan State, you think, okay, that's a a prime time game. Not so much. Not so much with this Michigan State team. I don't think they're going to be a bowl team. I think Ohio State's going to go up to East Lansing and not have much trouble with the Spartans.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, Dave, here it is. Week 8, October 24th, the seventh game of the season. That's not the last game of the season. Ohio State hosting that team up north.
1: Hello. very interesting, very interesting. Um, Yeah, more of a uh, Halloween feel than a Thanksgiving feel for the game this year. That's going to be... Crazy. I mean, that's going to be crazy that it's not going to be the last regular season game. I thought it'd be a little earlier in the schedule the way they were making it sound. I like this. I'm glad it's not too early. Having I mean, the Michigan game as the opener. Yeah, we would have said that was cool and everything. And I'm glad it's not the opener. I, I like where it's at. I still would prefer if it's at the end of the season, but I, I understand why they're not doing that in case they can only get so many games in. Um, You know, they want to get the Michigan game in, I guess, as quickly as possible, if you can consider (laughs) October as quickly as possible. Yeah, that's interesting, man. I thought uh, I thought it'd be earlier. I cannot wait. I cannot just seeing the Ohio State and the Michigan emblem and those guys getting ready to play. uh, It just gets me going. It's our you know, even though Ohio State's dominated the rivalry, it still feels like the Super Bowl every year. And I love it. And the Super Bowl has been pretty good to the Buckeyes recently.
0: That's not where I would have expected they would put it. I thought they'd either keep it at the end or put it at the beginning. They kind of split the bit here by putting it in the sixty percent through the season. Week eight, that's October twenty fourth, and then for Halloween they are in the nation's capital facing the Maryland Terrapins.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I, another. I feel like I'm just like just downgrading every opponent here. I just I, I hear these names, I'm thinking, man, another bad football team. I think Maryland, even in year two of Mike Loxley, which is usually if you're a good coach, usually year, year two is pretty good for you. Um, I just don't see it with Maryland. I, you know, I, I just, I don't think he's that good of a coach. He's obviously a very good recruiter, and don't see how don't see the Buckeyes having much trouble with the Terrapins this year. Um, but yeah, like you said, going back to the Michigan game, I still have that on my mind. It is weird how they kind of, kind of split the difference and put it in the middle instead of at the end of the year or at, you know more towards the beginning. But uh, yeah, Maryland, I, I don't see them having a really good team this year. You've
0: nailed Maryland and Mike Loxley. Good recruiter. Done a better job in the D.C. area than any coach in recent history. He's just not a good football coach. Okay, very interesting. Another road game. We stay in the East, Ohio State, week 10, November 7th at Penn State.
1: If they don't have fans by then, which um, even for that game, we, we don't want fans. But overall, it'd be great for the country and, and the sport. I hopefully have fans by then. But if we don't, what an advantage for Ohio State to be able to play Penn State with no wideout. Penn State's going to be a legit team this year. Now, not, the Micah Parsons news is huge. That really, I mean, not that one defensive player can completely sink or swim your team, but that's going to have a huge impact on Penn State. We saw it with Ohio State when they lost Nick Bosa a couple of years ago. I mean, you could just see the difference now. Ohio State had a guy named Chase Young waiting in the wings who had 10 and a half sacks. I don't know if Penn State has anybody that can replace Micah Parsons. So that's going to hurt Penn State. They're losing their best player. But still, even without Micah Parsons, even without fans in the stands, that's still going to be Ohio State's uh, toughest regular season game, in my opinion. I don't think Clifford's a – great quarterback by any means no one does but i think he, he's solid and i think he'll be better as a junior than he was as a third year sophomore he'll be better as a second year starter than he was a first year starter so i expect him to be solid i like i like their running back um penn state will be good and james franklin always has them ready because they view ohio state as their number one rival or ohio state obviously doesn't so they kind of have not really a mental edge but you know when you view somebody as your number one rival and they don't reciprocate you kind of have like a little bit of a the toughness factor that can work for you so um you know, I, for whatever reason, James Franklin gets his guys up for Ohio State. Even last year, it looked like the Buckeyes were going to run away with that game, Dan, and the Nittany Lions came back. Now, I think Ohio State's going to win that game. I'm not going to, you know, I don't, I don't think Penn State's going to have enough enough power to beat the Buckeyes, enough speed to beat the Buckeyes, but uh, that'll be Ohio State's toughest regular season game, in my opinion.
0: For All of you who lamented Ohio State not pursuing Micah Parsons during his recruitment, how are you feeling about that right now? I don't, <laughs> but I digress. Then Ohio State has a bye week. Here's what's interesting: their entire side, the East, has a bye week in Week 11, cushion week for the season, and then they finish November 21st. The entire conference does, and Ohio State will finish hosting Iowa.
1: a couple interesting things here: the the bye week being you know right before the end of the regular season, you know, in between the Penn State and the Iowa game is interesting, and as you mentioned with the entire. Eastern division having a buy that week that that is certainly you know a uh a if we need to move things around we got a we got a chance to do it type of week. And it's just interesting finishing with Iowa. I mean, Iowa's going to be a good team this year. They're losing a lot of guys. Like Nate Stanley was, wasn't was a great quarterback, but he was good. And I don't know what their new quarterback's going to look like. And they lost some NFL talent. And everything that's going on with Kirk Ferentz off the field, you wonder how unified the team's going to be. And maybe something like that can galvanize them. I don't know, um, especially if Kirk Ferentz does the right things. But uh, very interesting season finale there. And, yeah, with the bye week, Um, that's very intriguing with the entire East having to buy week the week before, just in case they need to move some things around. So you got Penn state, and you got the bye week, and you got Iowa. And regardless, Iowa is a physical team. You know, they're going to and then it's good that game's in Columbus. So Ohio State doesn't travel all the way to Iowa, which would be, you know, their furthest trip of the year. So good thing that's in Columbus. And again, Buckeyes get a chance, Dan, to get, you know, seek revenge on, on the two teams that knocked them off uh, in 2017 and 2018 being Purdue and Iowa. Not in that order. Iowa was 2017, Purdue was 2018. But they get them both this year and uh, can uh, finally get revenge on the Boilermakers and the Hawkeyes.
0: Dave, I'm looking at the schedule here, and I'm, I'm going to ask you a hyperbolic question. If you were in Las Vegas, is there a game on the schedule Ohio State won't be at least a 10-point favorite?
1: Maybe at Penn State. I, I don't know. If if Ohio State looks the way I think they're going to look, by then especially, and if that was like the first game of the year, it might be Penn State, you know, would be eight 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 and a half point underdogs or something, yeah, or nine and a half or something like that. By then, I think, you know, Ohio State's going to show that they're an offensive juggernaut and their defense is pretty damn good too I don't think their defense is going to be as good as it was last year but they were the number one total defense in the country last year I think if Ohio State can have a top 10 defense you know they can't afford to drop like you know in the 30s or anything like that If they have a top 10 top 15 defense to go with this offense that I think is going to be the best in the country Um, that's all the defense needs to do it just needs to be a solid defense and I think it will be it doesn't need to be the number one defense in the country so yeah man I think they are going to be favored by double digits in every game I'm looking at it right now I mean the only exception would be at Penn State That would be the only possible exception unless Ohio State just doesn't look good and Michigan's looking really good with whoever their new quarterback is, either Dylan McCaffrey or Joe Milton. Um, Maybe that game, if Ohio State's not looking good and Michigan is, you know, the the line will be under 10. That's the only other game I could really see. Um, Even Iowa, because I just, again, I don't think Iowa's going to be that good this year they won't be bad but they just lost too many guys and you lose a third year starting quarterback and again all the off the field strife with iowa in the locker room strife i that could galvanize them like i said i don't think it will i think if anything that's going to hurt them you look at some of these teams so many rebuilding teams like michigan state now maybe nebraska will you know jump up and surprise some people this year like i said but i just don't see it man it's it's a it's overall a pretty weak conference um other than you know i think Wisconsin. Minnesota, even without Bateman, I think they're going to be good, but they're not – Ohio State doesn't face either one of those teams in the regular season, and uh, we'll see, man. I I think Penn State and Michigan are going to be, obviously, the two toughest games for the Buckeyes.
0: You know you have a good team, though, when you're more than a 10-point favorite in every game before the first kickoff. Okay, so then there's a week off, and then December 6th, Big Ten championship game.
1: Home away from home in Indianapolis there, Dan – Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, love that place, nice, easy drive for people in Columbus. so much to do there in Indianapolis. everything's right there. so uh, get your tickets now, Buckeye fans. Uh, well, I guess I shouldn't say that. We don't know if there's going to be fans there don't get your don't get your tickets yet, Buckeye fans. Just uh, uh, schedule your your party at home with all of your friends and family so you can uh, watch the Buckeyes in their yearly Big Ten championship game. Hopefully by then we have fans. Hopefully we do at least some. You know we're seeing that in some sports where they'll have some fans there. Hopefully we're, we at least by then um, have some fans. Hopefully by then we just have a season. Let's just hope we finish this damn season. I'm so glad we're seeing the schedule now. Feels like football is finally here. We've been kind of walking on eggshells, wondering, you know, what's going to be the next step? Are we going to have football? Are they even going to get to the point where they announce the schedule? Well, here we are. They've announced the schedule. We know what it looks like. It's really cool to see it, and just keep clearing one hurdle after another, and. Hopefully, man, we're going to get this season in. I'm, op- I'm starting to be very optimistic that we're going to get this season in.
0: I think it's fair to say we both predict they're going to go 10-0. and 0.
1: Yes, and I think if you're setting the over-under, it would be 9.5. And, and I don't know. I mean, again, we're sitting here saying they're going to be favored in by double digits in every game. I mean, who's, who's going to pick the, the under on that? I don't know. Not, probably not anybody listening to this show. Probably not too many bucknutters or – or Homer hosts or anything like that. Yeah, man, I think they're going to go 10 and Oh, who who knows? I mean, they could have a slip up along the way. Then the question is would a nine and one Ohio state team have a chance of making the playoff. And I've talked about this, you know, I, they would, but it would have to be a, a rather close loss to at least a decent team. You can't get housed by a bad Purdue team or housed by a bad Iowa team. Um, It's got to be at least a close loss and you still have to win the big 10 championship. So if they lose to Penn state, that means Penn state would have to lose two other games. So that would be a costly loss. So you you can go nine and one if you're Ohio state and then win the big 10 championship to go 10 and one and your one loss is kind of a decent loss. I think 10 and one Ohio state big 10 champion, Ohio state would still be a top 14 wouldn't be guaranteed. So they, people that say they have no room for error, I, it just depends. I mean, if there's, you know, if there's all these Power 5, there's four other Power 5 teams that are conference champions that are undefeated, then Ohio State will probably be on the outside looking in. But chances are good there's going to be another Power 5 or two champions with at least one loss, and then how will that resume stack up? So, hey, let's just take the drama out of it and have Ohio State go 11-0, and Leave you know the selection committee just say, hey, no drama at all. You're you're going to have the Buckeyes in there. But if they're sitting there ten and one Big Ten champion and the loss is like a decent loss, ten and one Ohio State would still very much be in the in the discussion. But uh, let's hope they uh, just go eleven and zero uh, and let's not even worry about the, that one loss.
0: Now we'll finish with this. We mentioned that Rashad Bateman is not going to play for Minnesota. He's their best player. Micah Parsons isn't going to play for Penn State. He's their best player. We had a chance to talk to a lot of the players from Ohio State last night. What is your vibe? Do you think we're going to go through this with any of Ohio State's players?
1: After hearing what Justin Fields said yesterday, um, I think the Buckeyes – are unified that no one's going to set out the season and if anybody would set out the season you would think it would be justin fields and we also got a chance to talk to sean wade same deal now if the season got pushed to spring that's a completely different which i never thought i thought i always thought that was a non-starter and people said push the season to spring what they really meant was winter and early spring because last time i checked february is not spring especially here in ohio Um, so I never thought that was, like, a a realistic idea. I felt like it was going to be fall or nothing. If it got pushed to winter, spring, guys like Fields and Wade and everybody else would have been sitting out, probably Josh Myers and Wyatt Davis and everybody who's really – Chris Olave. Now, Dan, after talking to Justin Fields yesterday and talking to Sean Wade, um, none of the other guys that really surprises me. Those are the two that I would think, if anybody would, it would be those guys. If they're not going to do it, I can't see anybody else that would. You know, I I just don't – I just can't imagine that you're going to see anybody on Ohio State – do that after talking with the guys Now, if I hadn't talked to the guys yesterday I'd say yeah I I don't think it's going to happen but maybe there's a chance now I don't think there's a chance because just they just sounded so adamant that they're just excited to play this season and Justin Fields said all the goals that he has for his team and personally and how he's a competitor and just couldn't imagine opting out but he also said he understands why some of the other kids have opted out he mentioned you know not that Justin grew up rich but he said how he's never needed anything his family's always provided everything he, he needs he's not in a hurry to go make money now again if they push this thing back to the winter spring I'm sure he would have went and got that money and I would have advised him to do so if I was advising him um, but yeah man I mean I, things could change you listen to what Justin Fields and Sean Wade said yesterday I'm very very confident Ohio State's going to have all their players this year and no one's going to opt out
0: I want to finish with this and just give kudos to team Wade when Sean Wade committed to Ohio State back in the day, there were many people who thought, oh, he's a Florida five-star, he'll never get here. Then he was redshirted, and everyone thought he was going to bail. He became a great player, and everyone thought he was going to leave after you know, last season. Not only is he coming back, which completely changed the defense in the secondary, if you listen to what his dad has said and why he's coming back and how happy he was to be a captain, Sean Wade is a pure asset, man. And this season, the defense would not be the same and the outlook would not be the same if Sean Wade wasn't coming back. So we appreciate Team Wade being that pissed off about losing to Clemson. We appreciate Dave stopping by. Going to be a very interesting day on the site. Keep it locked in, Buck Nutters. Have a good one.